Hello beautiful people, happy Thursday. Now today I'm bringing to you guys an interview with what I like to call a multi-passionate person. Now what this means, they don't have one career that they're really focused on and really passionate about and love to pour their heart and soul into, they have two or more. Now this amazing woman called Cresta Rose, she has two massive passions. One is her dance company that she's owned for the last two and a half years and has just been so incredibly successful with this, with the whole entrepreneurial mindset business owner boss babe she's just rocking it all and she's an incredibly incredibly successful professional dancer as well so in this interview she starts all about how she's created that flourishing business with absolutely no experience so for anyone that's wanting to jump into something that has a massive passion for something but they just feel like they don't know where to start or they feel like they're not qualified enough this is the interview for you and she talks about how having that flourishing business has actually helped her performing career thrive massively she is absolutely amazing she's so positive she's so kind-hearted this is cresta rose yeah hello my name is cresta. and yes my mum did make that up everyone always asks me where my name is from and my mum literally made it up <laughs> yeah that's my little like whenever there's like an activity you've got like say a fun fact about yourself that's my fun fact but um yeah i'm cresta i'm a professional dancer and choreographer here in london um i've been working professional dancer now for about three years um, but trained since I was about three years old through um, gymnastics, cheerleading, and obviously dance as well. Um, awesome, my girls. Hey, Benny. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I um, transitioned into entrepreneurship um, through my business, dance, which I started about two and a half years ago now. Feels like it was forever ago, but it was it's still a baby. And yeah, I've been running that business with an amazing team and with growing and expanding and seeing where life takes us we train all all, all styles um hi Celia one of my staff students <laughs> um all styles and we like workshops courses events um yeah all sorts of stuff really. there's a lot that goes down and beyond <laughs> oh my goodness and guys can I just say like Crestra is saying that it's very new very like still in the beginnings business but it is huge what she's done in the last two and a half years, honestly, is so inspiring because we do love to chat a lot about entrepreneurship, boss babe, mindset, all that kind of stuff. And I just feel you encapsulate that so, so well, especially the fact that you balance it with a performing career at the same time and still us are thriving so much in that. It's just, you're absolutely rocking it. Uh, thank you, girl. Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> thank you. You're amazing. <laughs> so I'd love to know a bit more about what inspired you, first of all, to start Mm. Um, limits dance what kind yeah. of planted that seed for you mm, yeah that's a really good question ask that a lot um you know what it is i i feel like deep down like i always intrinsically was meant to do it but i didn't know it until it happened so there was no like plan or um you know big inspiration such i literally just kind of stumbled into it and then i realized how much i love it and so um i got reached out to by a, a like an upcoming studio about two years ago and um they were like oh we're looking for teachers and we've seen your videos and we think you're dope i was just like oh, okay like i hadn't even considered teaching at this point actually um so i was a bit like mm, i'm gonna get trial run we'll see how it goes um so then yeah i did like a uh, um one of the tapes them and they were like oh like we need a name like if you got a special name for your brand and I was like oh my god like I'm so bad at names so um I was with my friend at the time who helped me set up the business my good friend Diana she's amazing and um I was like girl what are we gonna name and she just she said she's on the train and she's 
saw like the words beyond limits somewhere and that is literally how we called it beyond limits and I just feel like it's so fitting it's so random but it's literally like it just it's the name so um that's how it started and then we've just been kind of transitioning from um studio to studio and expanding around London um different teachers different classes and I, I feel like it just literally just kind of through itself um so it's, it's been amazing to even see because I just didn't plan this at all <laughs> wow that's amazing I love that you said you know you hadn't planned it but you feel like it was something you're always meant to do yeah 100% I feel like it's actually so funny because recently I've been getting so many messages from like my amazing school friends back in the day and they're all like oh you're killing it and um you know I remember when we used to have sleepovers and you'd like force us to learn your dances and I was like so it's always been within me because that was me like I'd be that person that was like having a sleepover like you're learning every single Beyonce choreography and then if I had choreography you're learning that as well and if there was ever a talent show I'd be like right we're, we're doing this winning so <laughs> yeah I feel like it was just always there but I I never I never really um knew it until I was actually doing it hey Shola that's my girl <laughs> yeah oh yeah so guys, for those that don't know, we're we're doing this at the moment on Instagram Live for a podcast. So put all our podcasts on the Instagram Live right now. We've got so, so many comments just loving on Cresta. I can see you're just so beloved, which I love so much. I love you guys. <laughs> you kind of did end up falling into it in a sense, even though you had subconsciously been preparing for this your whole life by the sound of it as well. Yeah, 100%. What were some of the, the challenges or kind of hurdles you, you found yourself coming across as it started to expand quite yeah. quickly by the looks of it as well? Mm, so, so, so many hurdles. I would say, um, most importantly, like uh, the whole entrepreneurial aspect of it. I don't really have any entrepreneurs in my family. We're all, you know, my mum's in healthcare. It's amazing that all of us have lawyers. So no one really... Um, started their own thing from scratch and it was quite scary for me a lot of my family were quite scared for me in that aspect I think they kind of just wanted me to go into um a more conventional kind of route or career but when I first started I was like okay I don't know what I'm doing so I just try to do as much research as I can um I didn't even know what I needed to know so any sort of like um Q&A podcast like any place I could find where someone was sharing knowledge on business is how to run something um I would be there because I was like what I don't want to do is risk like breaking laws and that's when tax came up I was like oh my god what the hell is corporation tax how do I fight what do I do like what even is HMRC I was I was just like so clueless um and at that point I actually hadn't even started like filing tax at all like as a solo um as my own person so I was like I didn't have any experience with this whatsoever so I was like, what do I do? At first I was thinking, I'm going to do myself because accountants are really expensive. Um, but then I was like, you know what? If we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. And I found myself the best accountant and I really could not recommend um, getting yourself an accountant enough because I know that they're money, but I promise you it's the best investment. Just so you know, it's been done right, especially in the creative um, realm where things are quite blurry and you're not sure what is a deductible what you can expense etc so things like that I had to learn really quick um things like marketing as well I kind of had a bit of marketing experience before starting, so that was like what helped but I learned that super quick as well um and I would just also say I think one of the one of the obstacles that I have encountered, especially something that I've been speaking about a lot more recently, is I entered the industry in quite an unconventional way. 
So I didn't have like a whole group of people behind me that were pushing my class and that were like, oh yeah, come to this girl's class or even coming to class to kind of like get me that exposure. So I literally built from day one, there were loads of classes where there was no one turning up. And I was like, well, what do I do? So I had to just like, it was a lot more of a push, I think. Um, say that I had it harder than anyone else but it was just a more unconventional way of you know getting people into my class is in the industry it's very much like you know you kind of you go and you get yourself and you perform a lot this and then people know who you are maybe even ask for you to stop teaching, and then you actually might go to a studio that a lot of other people teach at so the basis was there but I was at a very like new unknown studio I'm a new unknown dancer didn't know what was going on so it was one of those things where I had to realize quickly I'm on my own which is not a bad thing but it's really motivating to push myself and I had a really great support system to do so so yeah oh I love that wow and I think I think that's really good to share as well because you did literally start from scratch so for those people that are wanting to do something like this but they've got no no experience for example or no network to support them you can still do it anyway you've just got a got a graph and you've got to be ready to kind of do do the hard yards and like you say you show up when there's no one there exactly exactly it's so important because i think i speak to a lot of people that they stop teaching because people didn't show up and it's one of those things that you, you can't stop you've got to keep going you've got to you know even when it, maybe there's two people booked on class and it's an hour before class so you're thinking oh my god because sometimes you even start thinking are they going to be uncomfortable because they might not have wanted to sign up for what is now essentially a private class but then in my head I'm like okay let me spin it it's a it's a it's a very cheap private class like you know it's great you know they're getting a bargain and you just put on the best class you can um and yeah that's what you do and then you come back the next week and you go and I think a lot of people internalize it and they take it as I'm not good enough which I definitely was guilty of sometimes still am um, but you just have to remind just it's not a, it's not a reflection of you having your class at all. That is not a reflection of you. It's just a reflection of your marketing. And that just means research can be fixed real easy. So, yeah, never give up. Mm. I didn't even think about that. I thought about, of course, you know, if people don't show up, obviously that happens all the time. But I feel like if one person shows up, that's almost even more awkward, isn't it? It's so much worse. <laughs> it's so much worse because if no one turns up, you can just like, you can sometimes even act like the class happened and that you just didn't post anything. Or you could just be like, oh, cancelled because of whatever. But if one person's booked on, you're like, oh. So what I actually started doing was I was just being transparent and I'd message them beforehand. And I'd be like, okay, if any person booked on, I'm more than happy to class or we can credit you and transfer you to another class or like what do you want to do and it actually isn't it's not I mean it depends on who you've got I've been really lucky and people have been like oh, that's no problem and you know they're really cool with it someone is a bit like keep it embarrassing and it would be so mortifying <laughs> but you know really cool people get it and and also I think sometimes we put it down to oh my god so people don't want to come to our class sometimes it's just like it's a pandemic or it's it's old or it's you know it's just not a good time it's it's never you yeah 100 percent. i love that i feel like you know the the life of an entrepreneur the kind of track and journey you go along it is tough i i feel like personally i'm not sure if you feel this way as well but i feel like as someone that's worked as a performer previously and still does mm -hmm. there's a lot of kind of similar struggles and similar mindset tricks you can learn from being performed that you can apply to that have you found any kind of similarities with that as well yeah so the last bit out a tiny bit <laughs> oh sorry sorry That's so right. yeah 
in terms of kind of, you know, being a performer, there's a lot of certain mindset tricks we learn in terms of dealing with rejection, marketing ourselves, hustling, even if we don't get the job. Mm. Have you found any kind of similarities between the tricks that you've learned in your performing career that have been applicable to your business as well? 100%, 100%. I feel like everything is transferable, everything. And I find it's, it's both ways as well. So um, the, the business side of it, I would say was it's interesting how I'm seeing, especially a lot more these days, great, like agents are really advising dancers to like brand yourself, get to know your brand. And I have kind of been able to do that already with Beyond. So it's really nice that I already had that skill set. In terms of like from my performative career to Beyond, um, I would say it was um, discipline and determination and consistency because if you're not disciplined when you're training, A, you're not really going to get anywhere and B, you're probably going to get injured. Um, you know, if you're not consistent, it's such a fickle in people do forget about you real quick. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just is how it is. So I think it's just super important to stay consistent, have a routine, um, you know, have something going because in this kind of freelancing career, there's no structure. And I, I mean, my best friends are all in like nine five, so they have this set structure. And I'll be like, oh, what day is it today? And they're like, how come do you never know what day it is? I'm like, because I don't really have a weekend or it's just whenever I'm working, I'm working when I'm not, I'm not. So it's so important to give yourself as much of a structure as you can. Um, and just also that mindset is so important because the insecurity can get you <laughs> and they've definitely got me before um, and then you end up dimming your own light and that's something that definitely I want to start speaking on because I really worked through that but for a long period of time I was dimming my light so much out of fear of what others might think or, you know, and I um, did a lot of research and it's actually this thing called imposter syndrome which is super common and that, that in both aspects of my career was a thing I wouldn't want to post my videos because I'd be like oh I'm not good enough or I would never want to like actually push my class on my page because I'd be like I'd be teaching are people judge me like all of this kind of thing and I feel like when you just adjust your mindset that is when you will you know you'll just fly you'll just you'll be you in anything you're doing whether it's a business whether you're going for an audition whether you want to perform whatever it is and also just keep working with you I teach heels but I always train in heels. Like I'm still in classes consistently because just as much as I teach, I want to be, you know, I want to be better than I was yesterday. So I seek comfort in the idea that I'm still working on me and I'm still, I'm always proving me to not anyone else, but to myself. Um, so yeah, those were the things that I would say with a similar, uh, it's, it's all about mindset, consistency, determination, those kind of things. Mm, yeah I love that they were really good parallels really really good so yeah, I'd love to talk a bit more you actually said about structuring your day and how it always kind of changes but you've got your dance classes in there what is there kind of an average structure of a day in the life of Cresta <laughs> talk us through how how would it look yeah do you know what I feel like I mean pre-pandemic it was very much just like wake up teach sleep wake up teach every single <laughs> I'm teaching because obviously I've got beyond but I do teach at other companies as well so it was just like I was everywhere and I was so stretched thin um so I would say the average structure before was definitely yeah just like wake up and yeah Celia knows yeah <laughs> but I think since COVID especially so much time on my hands um now I've actually acted in time for admin I'm not doing anything else because I'd fall so far back on admin and all sorts of things, especially during the pandemic when my team, I mean, bless their hearts, they're amazing, but I mean, they had to kind of focus on themselves because it's a pandemic. <laughs> so <laughs> I left myself to do all this admin and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? So yeah, it's about, I allocate my mornings mostly to admin. 
making all the calls I've got to make, doing all the emails I've got to do, catching up with any clients I've got to catch up with. Um, and then I also make sure that I look at my to-do list every day. I actually spend about half an hour in the morning looking at my to-do list and then half an hour in the evening, like adjusting my to-do list for the next day. So important to plan. Um, and then when it comes to like leaving the house, I just always make sure that whatever I've got to teach, I give myself enough time to prepare myself, all of that good stuff, usually in the evening time. So I would say my usual structure would be, you know, just admin during the day, sorting myself out and any content creation that I've got to do as well. And then evenings is when I go out and teach. But what I would say is unconventional about my structure is that teaching, I don't know who made it like this and I'm always complaining, but why is it always so late? Like I get it, people have work, people, but it's so, and I'm just like, guys, I'm, I'm tired. Like, I just want to go to bed. So I leave the studio sometimes at like 11 p.m. I'm like, dude, I've been awake since 8 a.m. This ain't it. But yeah, so it's, it's long days, it's long hours, but I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> you know what? I totally agree. I much prefer, I mean, I don't teach dance classes. I couldn't save my life. But I, I much prefer taking classes in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. like, right? Three o'clock, maybe four o'clock is ideal for me. But you're so right. I mean, it just has to be that way for, for my Definitely. I know that like, I want to start doing afternoon classes because I, I had a private class actually recently and it was um it was actually in the morning and I thought I would dread it like because I'm, I'm not a morning person so it was like 10 a.m and I was like oh no like teaching talking dancing at 10 a.m my worst nightmare but it actually got me moving it, got, it woke me up and then afterwards I had the rest of my day ahead of me I was like this is great I'm leaving the studio and the up yes it was it was great <laughs> <laughs> yeah I totally agree oh my goodness uh, wow that's really busy I love as well what you said about the to-do list like the check-in in the morning and then mm -hmm. the adjustment in the evening do you find kind of checking with your to-do list towards the end of the day allows you to chill out and kind of get things that you need to be doing out of your head and onto paper so you can just relax and not think about them yeah one then I would say I mean it depends it depends on whether I get I want to get done so if I get enough done then look at my studios plan my day for the next day and I then I just unwind <coughs> all that um clubhouse I love clubhouse lately so I just be there listening to all the different conversations um but it depends if I'm doing a task one thing that I don't like about myself is that I will stay up all night like I was up last night with my editor until 3 a.m and I was like dude when am I gonna sleep <laughs> So it's one of those things where it depends on what kind of projects I've got, what deadlines are coming up. But on a good day, yeah, definitely. Like just making sure that I set that for the next day. I know, okay, good for now. I've got a good eight hours of rest, unwind. It, it's so, it's good for myself. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. So I want to touch a bit on your, on your performing work yourself as well. Can mm -hmm. you tell us about kind of what that's looked like for you so far? Yeah, so it's it's so funny because I feel like I always say, and I always actually advise any of my students that want to follow my sort of path, that focus on yourself more than I did before you do it. Because I launched myself into Beyond and definitely sacrificed a lot of um, performance opportunities, a lot of, uh, you know, solo growth because I was growing my business. And it was almost impossible to any jobs because I was always teaching and it was so frustrating because like I got gigs coming through that would maybe like need to last three weeks like, like maybe even a couple months like I am um, it was a TV show in 2019 and um, it was on channel four and I was like oh my god yes like TV like practical and my good friend got me that job and she literally shouted at me when I was like like I can't and she was like what are you doing like this is 
the opportunity but I was like I have not only commitment to my own company but commitments with other companies so I cannot and it made no sense to me because then I was sacrificing experience um so I actually made the active choice at the end of 2019 um to oh oh thank you ladies so I just read in the comments oh bless you guys oh I love my ladies anyway but yeah um so at the end of 2019, I was like, look, I'm going to focus on me. So even if that, that I need to outsource for beyond and even get someone to take over my thoughts and things like that, I'm doing it. Um, so 2020 comes and I did audition season, which is usually around like January, February, when like all the agencies audition. And I'm just actually running around and running with my CV, my portfolio to this audition. I'm running to from pineapple to, you know, and then, and then I'm going to go teach. But I was so determined signed to quite a few agencies which I was so proud of myself for and I was like right I'm signed to all these new agencies I'm going to run it let's go and then Corona said girl sit your ass down <laughs> so I was just there like oh no and at this point I'd only done a few jobs here a couple music videos um nothing too substantial I didn't have any real experience particularly with well um it would just be like i would get scouted from a class so i was like ah oh, this is so frustrating um but anyhow i know that covid is going to pass but then during the um first lockdown i found that like it was actually a really good time for me to work on me and taking a back step from beyond actually really helped me propel my solo career and as soon as we come out of lockdown i've just been blessed with you know had a few jobs um so grateful to not only work but also work during this time because i know and I've been COVID tested so many times, but every time I'm just like, you know what? I'm just grateful that it's for a good reason. And, you know, I'm working on big productions and uh, brand campaigns and um, music videos and stuff. It's, it's just, yeah, so amazing. So I would say that my, I kind of did my career backwards um, to what most people do, but I'm very much, um, I don't really regret it because I feel like I can actually be where I'm at the career if I hadn't have started beyond kind of thing. And a lot of actually opportunities that I've got to form or have come from beyond because now I'm broaching into choreography um, the fact that I've been choreographing week after week for the past three years it just it you know it comes naturally to me at this point to be able to get into the mindset of choreographing not that every single routine is is amazing but just making it up getting into the routine of it um is it's natural to me now so yeah definitely transferable skills for sure Mm, yeah oh my goodness what a journey and I love that it's been like a slightly different way from from what is is kind of normal I mean there's no normal really in terms yeah. of running in terms of performing mm-hmm. whatever kind of path you go down I think that's how it's meant to be and clearly with you it's it's worked out really really well <laughs> so I mean you're what I always call a multi-passionate person you know you don't just have your one your one thing that you do every day you know you've got your two major passions and I feel like you know the like children if you had to choose between one it'd be so difficult to yeah <laughs> how do you how do you balance it all do you have any tips mm-hmm. now very good with your organizing and your your to-do list but when you made that decision to start balancing both mm. can you talk us through that and kind of any any tips you you kind of learned along the way yeah for sure so I would say um don't be upset everything because often and this is something that I'm still working on so you know I'm, I'm definitely not an expert at this yet but um I often get clashes and they'll be like the most unfortunate clashes so I went pretty much the second half of February like nothing and I was just resting and I was like great this is a time for me to rest but then while I was like okay but where's where's the casting? things like what's going on and so I was like, okay well then this is a great 
focus on beyond um kind of kick things back up with like my company group and all the all stuff and then i've just had so many castings coming through i'm like why couldn't it be possible you know it's just never the right so i would say my first tip is don't bet if you want everything you're going to be able to do you know all the things that come your way um but in terms of balancing i would just say you've got hours in a day and use them um i don't want to like promote like no sleep because obviously definitely get as much sleep as you can but sometimes you, you kind of got to sacrifice um you know like a couple of hours of sleep so you can get something else done or socializing um like my friends kind of know like they invite me to all these places i'm like dude i can't i've got to i've got to teach or i can't i've got to do this and sometimes i get frustrated but i've sacrificed pretty much my social life my love life like at times like everything just gets my family time but my family understand they're like go do you so surround yourself with people that not only understand your schedule but also actually help it so a lot of the time my friends are like do you need anything what can i do to help and it's it just it makes such a difference um so that also helps but also like taking time to make sure that you're yes discipline that's a good word but yeah taking time to make sure that you're um investing in your physical health because injuries will come so quickly and that is what i found slowed me down the most and stopped me from being able to juggle it all so i mean like uh, regular therapy um physiotherapy i just go and even if i'm not feeling injured it's important just to make sure your muscles are you know they're ready um but yeah it's one of those things where there is no there's no right way to do it so just do what you can don't worry about what you can't do but also um if you can't do something don't just ignore it that's the one thing i have to learn so if there's a casting that comes through for example and you're teaching or you're doing something with another aspect of your career of course turn it down sorry that i'm not available but always just be like please keep me in mind for other jobs or you know i think a lot of people like I and ignore it i'm not going to reply and that person might just then take you off of their like roster or wherever list they got you from but if you just keep that communication up hopefully when you are or another opportunity will come so it's just about re being really good patients um building rapports with people yeah just forgiving yourself for things that you can't do take breaks but also you know sacrifice to sleep sometimes it's got to be done <laughs> like i'm just i've been so busy today that literally before we started this honest i literally just finished a bar of chocolate because that was like all i've had since like 9 a.m <laughs> oh my gosh but i'm so used to it. so used to it at this point i was like right where's the chocolate okay <laughs> but it's just it's what you've got to do um and when you just love what you do you won't even get upset about it like i never i'm never sitting here like oh my god i am like so upset i'm so tired i'm just like okay i've got this job cool this needs to be done or oh, i've got this I'm filming or i'm teaching or i'm i'm training my my company group or i'm editing whatever's happening i'm like i love all of this so happily i'm i'm a i'm a sacrifice things <laughs> <laughs> yeah people in the chat are saying eat some food like i'm yeah. checking that they all know me as well. Do you know what? One of my girls who was in here, I'm not sure if she's still here, but um, Christina, she literally brings me food now. She's like, I know you're not eating, so eat now. And she'll like literally stop me. And I'm like, hey, right, I'm, I'm going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and they are the kind of friends that you want around you. 100%. They're the best. They're the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that adventure. Oh, there was something I was going to ask. And it's completely gone out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. You mentioned a little while ago as well in terms of delegating. Um, that was kind of something you were considering. Did you end up delegating some things? Mm, so do you know what? That is my biggest flaw. I'm terrible at that. <laughs> Horrendous at that. Um, do you know what? I've had so many different experiences with 
delegate that have not gone too well. Um, and it's just been one of the things that I got so afraid to do it that it's taken me a long time to actually start again. Um, but that is something that we enforce for lockdown as we're going to be expanding even more. So um, in terms of delegating, I think bringing in other teachers is so important, not only um, to take off the workload from me, but also so that my students have other people to learn from. That's something that we started doing at the end of 2020. Um, and it was great because I was like, oh, like there's a class going on right now and I can just be in bed. So I still turned up, but I'm working on it. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it, but I'm great. Like I trust the people that I've hired to go and teach this class and my students are learning and they're training and this is amazing. And literally be elsewhere, which is great. Um, so that's something that really helps because if you don't delegate, you're not going to grow. But at one point you have to do it. Um, but one thing that I would say is delegating in terms of um, things that are a bit less official. So like access to certain things, certain information, I'm still quite guarded about, um, which is, I'm very open about that as well, just because I'm like, is something wrong? I don't want to have to worry that someone knows all the deepest like secrets of the or someone knows how to access this information, delete these files and all of this kind of thing. So it's definitely like trust issues for sure. Um, but also boundaries, I think, because half the time I have to work with people that I have a really good relationship with. So I don't want it to go left. I want us to be able to still have a friendship, even if we decide to stop working together. And that can be the easiest transition possible. So if we're like, okay, this working relationship is not working out then i can just be like cool we can stop doing and there's no can you like log out of this? or can you make sure you, you know what i mean so yeah that's there but one person that i literally not have lived without these two years Sophia. um sophia was like my right hand man she's amazing a woman um she's amazing and she just build it from the ground up um and unfortunately she's had to kind of go and do other things well not unfortunately great for her but for me unfortunately she's gone and do other things um since covid but she's back asap and it's important to find yourself a sophia for and then after that it's my students see my students are like my helpers and i'm like guys like i feel like you shouldn't even be paying like, i should be paying you like they help me so much um it's, it's amazing to be able to have my my closest students who really do help me out and they're always offering um their you know their their hand for me and I'm just like this is I I get so sometimes emotional they know I cry at everything but we'll just be together I'm like guys oh, like you mean me. like everything because they're just the most giving humble um nurturing individuals and they they have my back so I'm getting better at delegating. I'm learning to trust with delegating because of my students, my amazing students. Some of them are up in here, you know who you are. Um, yeah, they're great. Oh, I love that. Okay, so in terms of delegating, we all just need to find lots of Sophia's. Is that her name? And also, I've got my good friend to tend us. So I'm a best friend from home. Um, she's been helping media as well so whenever it's so funny because some like send out emails and people are like who is to tender and there's this event that we run where she actually turns up to help with me stuff and filming and people are like so this is what i've been emailing for the past year it's so funny uh, it's like this kind of like faceless person but she's she's also puts my ass when i need it and um, but yeah it's 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 really around herself with people but what we'll say actually is People always don't get into business with your friends. And so far, it's gone it's gone well for me. So I'm doing good. But maybe that's something that, you know, um, on the other hand of what I'm saying, maybe do consider that. Because I know that there, there are a lot of people that would say, don't do business with friends. So <laughs> I feel I feel like you're being very aware of the fact mm. that you're 
friends and kind of still having those boundaries in a sense. So I suppose yeah. it's just it's just doing it the right way. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I love I love that you mentioned about your your students literally being like second helpers to you. Really, really well onto onto my last question because I know your time is super valuable. Um, because I feel like you know your students are clearly amazing. They clearly love you so much, which is fantastic but I know that not everyone's clients not everyone's students mm -hmm. are like that that's clearly because of what you give to them and the environment that you create where they can just feel so supported by you so loved by you and you've just created such a safe place for everyone <laughs> and last night actually I was looking through your website and watching all the video testimonials and it's just the thing that I took away more than anything else was just that you create that safe space be who they want to be and do what they want to do which I just think is is so beautiful no matter what their background um, so I do want to ask like a, a kind of final question in terms of because you make such an open space for people that are wanting to come to a dance class mm -hmm. but maybe a little bit nervous or self-conscious what would be your one tip to those people that are watching or listening right now mm -hmm. yeah. you know what I have yeah two is the most obvious which is so much easier done, but just do it like there's no way to start. It's just literally armed class. And I promise that it's not as scary as it, as it looks with all. Um, it depends on what kind of person you are. But for me, come by yourself. And I feel like that will push you to put yourself out there in a way you maybe haven't put yourself out there before. Um, that will push you to maybe even find new aspects of yourself that you've never had the courage to find before because you can just be you can be this new person you can develop a new alter ego class because it's like you're not surrounded by people that you know that you might be held back from so when I started training and I was maybe a bit nervous I would always go by myself because I was like well it's something from I never have to see hopefully never have to see these people again <laughs> so I can just like dip at the end and be like well that was embarrassing but I I mean bye you know what I mean so but on the other hand if you know you're the kind of person where you could literally never rock up somewhere by yourself and have that confidence to put yourself out there bring a friend you know and bring bring the friend that's never going to judge you I would even say it's a bit controversial but especially if you're an aspiring professional dancer bring a friend that's not a dancer I would say because I mean there's a whole conversation about competition and all that stuff that's a whole different thing but what might sometimes hold you back when you're someone that you know will look at you goes quote-unquote wrong for you in class or if maybe you're not enjoying it as much as you want so bring someone that you know is not going to take it too seriously so that, that way you laugh it off something embarrassing happens oh but and more times the person you thought will probably be more embarrassing than you but the good thing is they're because they're not a dancer so you know yeah. my advice it's weird advice but I found that sometimes when I see people in class and they've been nervous they've brought a friend that is not a, and that's just like been like so some people like, like people bring their cousins people bring like their nieces and like this I can see the difference in you because it's like they might have a few classes already and been like in the back super quiet the next class they come with their cousin and they're like having the time of their life so yeah I would say in terms of getting yourself like in the mindset to go and just give it a go find out what works for you is it come by yourself and just be this whole new alter ego find yourself with this it, drag a friend drag your niece <laughs> drag whoever which one is it once you've figured that out then just book it and go and don't wait until the day to book it because you will talk yourself about it book it as soon as you go to the class book it immediately you know pick out your outfit you know i'm going and when you get to class just have an open mind you know i think people have this mindset they come to class and they want to look good. And I'm like, but that's not the point of class. The point of class is to kind of look bad at first so that you can then learn something new. And if you're looking at already, then maybe you need to find a new class so you can do 
can grow. Um, so a lot of people like are afraid of coming to class. Um, oh, you're tracking these. <laughs> I said, oh, thank you, fun, thank you. But yeah, um, sometimes I think people are like, oh yeah, I need to get great in this class, especially if you are looking for the industry and you're just worried about how am I going to look. And this is something that's happened to me, especially being a hills teacher. When I go to hills classes, I'm like, oh, like Chris, you can't flop because if you flop, that's going to look extra bad. But then I find when I flop, it sometimes makes everyone else feel better sometimes because I might even be in that class with some of my students and they're just like oh Cressa forgot that move oh cool and I'm like okay do you know what that makes me happy that I can provide that level of comfort for you but also it just brings the pressure off me when I forget I just I laugh it off or even if I fall over or stumble I'm like okay cool it's, I'm human um and yeah that's that so just not really caring about how you look in class is a thing like you know I'm not going to be like obtuse and say it doesn't matter if you're looking to get into the industry of course to a certain extent how you are in class can actually affect things unfortunately you know sometimes there might be that class where you didn't perform well and then maybe the teacher might in the unfortunate circumstance be like she's not good and that might rob you of an opportunity maybe but the chances are so slim <laughs> that that's going to be the case so you might as well just go um also I've never met a teacher that will be like, oh, she messed up that that select group, so I like pick her for that. No, like, <laughs> I've never ever said it. I've never thought that. I, like, I never think that. So I actually admire the people in my class that maybe they're struggling a bit, but they're there the next week and they're, they're showing me videos. They want feedback. They want you know. So, um, don't worry about how you look. Um, also, if you are a dancer industry um, and you're already maybe working and you have friends that teach. Go to their class. Go to their class because I feel like when you are in a class where the teacher um, is more relaxed, it makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. And I think the teacher should be relaxed anyway. But sometimes when they have their friends around, it's like they I've noticed that, you know, they can be. And when my friends are around, I'm more relaxed. So if you have friends that teach, go to their class because it will make the environment so much nicer. Oh, my gosh. So many gold nuggets. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Like I said, like you said, your time is crazy busy and it's so valuable. So I appreciate you being here so much and sharing your wisdom and your story as well. I can tell it's going to be inspiring for so many people that are that are wanting to have those multiple passions and do lots of different things in their lives. You can do it no matter where you're starting from. Absolutely. You can do it. Exactly. Believe in yourself. Um, you know, even if no one believes in you, but also know that there's probably strangers that believe in you. There are strangers that are watching you that you, you will never know about that are rooting for you. So believe in you. The worst thing that will happen is that it didn't work out and you learn something. So give it a go. Whatever that is that you're sitting on at home, that idea, get up, go and do it, give it a go. You heard it here first. Cressa, thank you so so much. Thank go you. Eat food, beautiful human. I will. I'm teaching in 10 minutes, so I've got 10 minutes to eat some food. <laughs> go, go, go. Lots of love. Thank you, my darling. Bye. See you later. Bye.